All right, hi everybody, and welcome back to Light It Up, a podcast all about faith in sports. My name is Jess, and I'm your host, and I'm so excited for another episode because today we are joined by a very special friend of mine, um, my dear friend Maddie. So Maddie, welcome <laughs> to Light It Up. Hello. <laughs> this is very formal. <laughs> it's good. It's No, you don't have to be formal. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> So Maddie, I loved this part of it because I get to introduce people and I get to tell people about you. So now I get to do that and brag about you. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know Maddie, uh, so Maddie and I became friends a couple years ago in college. We went to the same school and Maddie was on the rugby team. She's a beast on the field. One of the most competitive people I've ever <laughs> met in my entire life. <laughs> um, she is just a wonderful person, someone who loves the Lord a lot. And like I said, has just been such a good friend in my life. Um, now that she's done her undergrad, she's now in teacher's college, so you're going to be a teacher, which is awesome. <laughs> and now you also compete in CrossFit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, very amateur, like low-key stuff, but it's fun. Very fun. I don't know if I would say it's low-key. Like, I, you, you just won a competition. You go pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I say that to just try and mellow people, like, just mellow down, like, a little bit, because I'm like, it's not CrossFit Games, but... Oh, but like, it's it's not easy. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like I'm going to see you at the CrossFit Games at some point. <laughs> there was this, um, there was this video of this like professional football player talking and they were like, oh, like, what would you do if, you know, football didn't work out for you? And he was like, well, I think I'd become a high school teacher and just CrossFit my life away. And I'm like, that's a mood. Like, yes. <laughs> You're like, that is so relatable. That's I, me. I, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. No, you're you're insane. I don't know how you do it. I did CrossFit <laughs> for like three and a half months and it's it's another level. So my hat is off to you. <laughs> Very humbling. That's for sure. it, Yeah, it is. It is true. It keeps you humble. There's always yeah. something to learn. There's always something to get better at. I know. I know. <laughs> well maddie so basically how we start every episode here is the guest who is on we just ask their story and so i just would love if you could share a little bit about your face story about your sports story and how those two things overlap in what that was like for you growing up in undergrad and where that's taken you now so basically i grew up playing lots many different sports was in and out of different competitive sports from like dancing to volleyball and then kind of settled into kind of volleyball and rugby throughout high school and then was as I was entering into university um, rugby was just becoming like an option to go play at the collegiate level which was like really which was exciting I didn't really know if that was an option or or not but rugby is definitely a sport that like if you it's a lot of it is just a head game too of just like no like I'm just gonna get back up and work and so and that was definitely fit to my skill set just because I had grown up and like nothing had come easy for me especially in sports so I always had to work at it and rugby was this thing this is I the harder I worked like the more you were rewarded for it um just because it, it seemed to show on the pitch so yeah as I settled in um to rugby was started exploring my options of playing and chose chose to play at McMaster which um is a couple hours away from home for me and 
yeah, did not like first year was a whirlwind. I did not expect to um, be as successful as I I I was in my first year for sure. Like going into because I had to try out still, um, so I didn't I didn't get recruited. I wasn't on a scholarship or anything. So I was still trying out. Um, I had a couple connections of how I kind of even um, got to know the coach originally. But yeah, I was still trying out at the very beginning. And kind of at the beginning of even training camp in my first year, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm four hours from home. Like, this is this just hurts. Like, I remember very first, like, training camp. Like, we were just warming up and, like, warming up per contact and just like kind of stepping in with our shoulder to people and this girl like she's in third year she was just a beast on the field just knocked me on my butt and I was like (laughs) I think like tears are like starting to well up in my eyes in that moment and I was like this is so real wow (laughs) (laughs) um so anyways just like continue to work my butt off uh in training camp and actually like throughout training camp was kind of on the bubble of whether or not I was like gonna be like rostered or not and or if I was just gonna because in our first year they had like the team in which they you could be selected for for your games and then they had kind of this um more like this training like practice team if you will and so my coach almost like he chatted with me and was like I don't know right now where you're gonna sit but it's kind of looking like you're you're more on the practice end of things and so I was like okay like just more incentive to work hard and and so anyways I all of a sudden I got I got rostered for our very first game and I was like wait what I remember like calling (laughs) my parents and being like mom dad like you'll never believe it like and I was like the 25th spot and you can only take a roster of of 25 people and I was like that 25th spot and I was like you'll never believe it like I got rostered like we're going to York because York was our first game and we're going away and all this kind of stuff and I'm like I probably won't see the field but like I get to put on a jersey which is like (laughs) a really big deal when you're like I was still 17 years old like at this time and I just was like this is so cool like I just did not expect that and so anyways like just throughout first season continued to work hard and um like the my coach at the time like just really saw my potential and just saw the work ethic and I really felt like he believed in me and so Um, gave me lots of different opportunities in my first year of just kind of taking a lead. Um, And so we, yeah, throughout the season, I started, like, I rostered for every single game. I, I think I started... I got to start in like two of our games um, and one of them being in like our quarterfinals, which like we played, like we were much better than the team going in. So like more incentive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, it, it, it was so much fun. And so coming out of that worked like worked super hard over, um, like over the course of your off season and, uh, like the off season was really where I thrived. Um, 
and just like getting into like the weight training. I loved that part of it. And so hence why I'm in, hence why I have taken up CrossFit. Um, so, and I was always like, I was always pushing a lot of weight. Like the gym was just where a, like a big part of like my confidence grew in, in sport in general as well. Um, so going into second year, I was, I was now a starter. Um, and like, I'd had lots of conversations with my coach over the summer. And so I was now a starter. I was now starting to beginning to be like a leader. Um, we had like this leadership team and I had been chosen out of like all of our years to go and kind of be put on this leadership team. So that was also really cool. And I was like, I don't know, like how, why, like, (laughs) like I really just, kind of was just focusing on myself in my first year and just like just working as hard as I could and my coach kind of saw that and was like no like we're gonna put you as as a leader on the team to kind of speak out for the girls in your year which which was also a really cool experience to have and so yeah our second year happened and played lots of rugby it was fun it we had a good team um and like we did relatively well that year um and then third year was COVID so we didn't have a season which was so sucky um so I ended up like coming home and I lived at home for my third year but that really sucked and so and over that time we had like our previous head coach had left resigned and then and like he had brought on an assistant and was just kind of at the standstill and there really wasn't a lot of answers for rugby and whether or not we play or not but fast forward going into fourth year our that assistant coach that he had hired on um moved into our head coaching role and now I'm in my fourth year right and so uh all of our seniors have have essentially left and um you know it's just kind of like our years this final year right and so which was nerve-wracking, exciting, all of the above. And we, like, we just, again, you just showed up. You continued to work hard. Again, took more of a leadership role. I was just so excited to get back and play. And I ended up, um, one of, like, my really good friends and I, Katie McLeod, who's now playing pro rugby, a little shout-out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, we were ended up being co- named co-captains together super fun experience but even in that like sometimes I was like oh my gosh like I can't believe this is real and I'm like I also I'm like I don't know if I can lead this team like that it just felt like a lot of weight on my shoulders of just like Mm -hmm. wow like not only are you you know responsible for you and how you play like you are a team and you're like you are leading this team now so that felt like it came with a lot of responsibility and especially like we had some dynamics with coaching as well that that were just tough like a lot of um like disagreements and it was just different and so a lot of us I would say that was a struggle for me of like coaching was different and I was like oh my goodness this is not what I'm used to (laughs) so um yeah so the fourth year fourth year was tough we like didn't uh we still competed and we we did well it was more of like a rebuilding and growth year for us especially for me like even just like in my leadership as well too like there like that that season was just a roller coaster I had moments of being like 
be like, okay, let's go. And then moments of being like, oh my goodness, this is so draining. This is so hard. I mean, you remember it, Jess. Like I remember I like being in my, like, just like sitting with you in my room, just like tears in my eyes of like, I don't know, like what else I can do. Like just mm-hmm. feeling like, wow, this is a lot of weight. And so, um, I remember yeah. like getting to like my very last rugby game that I ever played. And I really had to like, I was in my head. I had personally felt like I hadn't had like n- not as great a season as I was hoping. Like just personally, like I hadn't, I felt like I just hadn't done much. Mm-hmm. And so like the last game I was like, I really had to like, it was self-talk. It was like, Lord, like, please help me. Like, give me the confidence, like just go out there and like, just like work for you and like really just go out and I had to like on my whiteboard like write out like a bunch of affirmations of like you are gonna make this tackle like you are gonna run with the ball hard like you are gonna like catch those balls in the air because that was also like a really big like insecurity for me is like not catching the balls in the air and it was so it was so stressful so Anyways, and I ended up having, like, a really great last game. Like, personally, yes. like, I left that game being, like, I left it all out on the field. We we didn't win, but, like, personally, like, that game was a win for me. Yes. That was, like, the setting tone in my career of rugby, and I was just, like, okay. Like, like that was, that was good. Like, that was yes. a great note to, like, end it off on because I, um, at that time, I was like, that's probably my last time playing rugby or like yeah. at the college level. And so, yeah. um, yeah, that's a little bit of university rugby for you. And <laughs> do you want me to go on to how I got into CrossFit or kind of stop and see how we'll face s- let's stop there. I'm going to ask you a question and then we'll go into the face aspect in a second. Um, but yeah, you said you have some really interesting like leadership points in your story. Like I feel like your your sports story is kind of like there's two really big themes of leadership and hard work. <laughs> These are two things that just kept coming up as you were talking. And you were put into leadership at a pretty young age, honestly. Like it sounded like in your second year, you were kind of leading in a lot of ways that would be not necessarily expected of someone who's a quote unquote walk on on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so And then when you got into fourth year and you had this coaching change and you had to do a lot more things than you thought you'd have to do and really had to step up, especially after the COVID year where we had no athletics, like take me through that process and what it was like for you to step up and lead in a way that really like reflected God. Because I think there are a lot of people who lead, but they don't necessarily lead well. Mm -hmm. But I remember watching you lead, especially I didn't know you well in your second year, um, but Mm -hmm. in your fourth year, I watched you lead that team and you led really well. So take me through what that was like and the things that you really stuck to and the things that you would tell people uh, or you would suggest people to stick to when they're leading of like, hey, these are the things that really allow you to lead and to be a good leader that's going to hold your team to a high standard, but that's still going to reflect God's love to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was like the one of the biggest things that I think that really, really helped me. And this, it's also um, so biblical as well is just like leading by example. Yeah. And so I think I was, um, again, like without even intentionally knowing it at the beginning, like I just like, I feel like I showed up to practice and I, I really just worked hard. Yeah. And that and I would with that would try to and I don't think it was intentional at the beginning like I just don't think I was aware of it but like 
I would just, I'd work hard. I'd push the pace. I was just like, and I maybe call me competitive, but I was just like, let's like, let's just keep going. Like, let's push the pace. Like, let's get bigger, faster, stronger. Let's get better. And so I really, and I felt the best way to do that was leading by example. And I was just like, listen, if I expect this from my teammates, like I have to be the hardest person working on this field right now. And um, I, I definitely took that with me into my fourth year too. And, and that's why I think it, it felt sometimes discouraging because I felt like I was just really, really working hard. And sometimes, um, sometimes it just like, didn't feel like, oh, people either wanted to put in the same amount of work as me. Um, and so like that definitely felt frustrating at times, but hundred percent, I think that was the first and foremost was just like leading by example of like, okay, this is, these are, you know, these are kind of the expectations that I, I'd like to hold our team to is just like a hard working team. So like, if that's the case, like I better be, and if I, and if I'm a leader on that team, I better be the hardest. I want to work out, outwork every single person on this team, every single person. And like, even down to like moments in conditioning, like call me competitive, but I was like, I will outwork any single person on this team, right. To show them that like, this is my expectation of like, I want to, I just wanted to raise the, raise the bar of like, no, like let's be a team that is like, just got some fight and hard work. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was my biggest thing. Um, Yeah, that's really good. Like, I think that's a thing in leadership that people forget a lot of the time. It's that, Yes, you need to hold people to a high standard, but the best leaders that I see, they even exceed that standard themselves mm-hmm. because they're like, no, if I'm going to ask you to do that, I'm going to do that. And so yeah. when I'm in the weight room, I'm going to work my butt off. Every single rep is going to count. I'm going to hit depth every single rep. I'm going to do the proper tempos. I'm going to do, I'm going to show up early. I'm going to go through the warm up. I'm going to do cool down. You would always do that. Mm-hmm. And then with practice, showing up to practice early, running every single rep of conditioning, doing your conditioning tests, the good old yo-yo test and giving it your all and actually fighting to the end. like when you when you set this standard and then you yourself as a leader exceed it it just calls people to that it inspires people to that it's like Mm -hmm. hey no I'm dying with you like this isn't easy for me but I'm still doing it and you can do it with me so come along yeah that's such a crucial part of leadership that people forget it's like it's really easy to be like well why aren't they doing what I want them to do and then you yourself are not really doing it (laughs) and so I always loved how you did lead by example like on the pitch off the pitch in the weight room out of the weight room wherever you were you led by that example Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah no that's good I love that that's a really good piece of advice for people in terms of leading um (laughs) so now looking at your experience in rugby and especially in collegiate rugby you kind of mentioned in your last game how you would just be praying and you were like, Lord, I'm doing this for you. And so take us through your faith journey throughout this whole process of playing collegiate rugby. Oh man, so wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> that has, that by far was my biggest like ups and down moments by far. Um, <laughs> so I would say like, again, coming in as a 17 year old first year, uh, I wouldn't say, like, I grew up in a Christian home. Parents did a phenomenal job at just raising me, uh, again, with with Christian morals and all this kind of stuff. But I didn't understand the depth of those morals and, and why, you know, we we want to live this life, this life, right? Because yeah. the, Christian, the Christian walk of life is, is different, right? So yeah. I, and I just didn't understand it. And 
Um, I had always, my parents were always like, oh, you can, you can use us as an excuse. Like, just say, like, sorry, like, my parent, and, like, just say, and, and, you know, that worked when I was in high school, right? And just to say no to things, right? It's like, I just, I didn't go partying in high school, and so, and the people would be like, why, why don't you come? I'd be like, parent, parents won't let me, <laughs> like, sorry, guys, I know, I know. But in my heart, I'm like, did I really want to go anyways? I don't know. But I just, you know, always had. And they'd be like, yeah, just use this as an excuse that you're not allowed. Like, they didn't care. Um, and so, but that doesn't work so much when you're in university and you're four hours away from your parents, right? And so, um, yeah. So I would definitely say, like, I grew up in a Christian home. Did I understand the depth, the maturity of and even, like, was I in relationship with God? No. Did I have a heart for God? And did I want to follow his ways? And yes, I would say I have a very sensitive heart towards that. Was I in relationship with him? No. So coming in as a 17-year-old, that's really tough. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you're coming into a university sport. Like, that's also really tough. I remember... um and this is like, this is a really pivotal moment. And I used to be like really, really ashamed of this, but just it sh shows you where my heart is at. And so I remember like first year university, we had like our first like potluck and, you know, um, people are talking about drinking and going out and um, like, obviously like I would wear like my cross necklace or um like have little like I had like your little like Christian scripture verse in your bio or whatever so like people people would see that and yeah. um, I had one like older vet um, on my team be like are you religious and I looked at her and I was like immediately like uh oh like <laughs> and I was like I was like yeah like not really I guess and mm -hmm. then I like and that has stuck with me to this day. And, like, I remember, like, leaving that conversation. And it was, like, so devastated. Because I was, like, not really. Like, I grew up. But, like, I go to church and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. And she's, like, do you drink? And I was, like, no. Like, no. Like, not really. So, again, I didn't even really. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Like, these were all yeah. questions that I was just, like, not prepared for. And I was kind of, like. I guess I was on the fence. I hadn't, um, hadn't really done that kind of stuff. And so I was just like on this and I had always like, I always, out of all my siblings, I always like to test the boundaries for sure. Like I did. I would say <laughs> out of all of heart. <laughs> so I was always just like, but why, but why aren't like, why is it, why can't I go out and like party and get drunk and do yeah. all this kind of stuff? Like, why, why not? What's it going to do? Right. Like, I'm like, why, like, why can't I go and again, smoke or like do all the, like just what everybody else is doing. Like what's, what's so wrong with it. Right. Like, and again, I just didn't understand that as a 17 year old, which made it really, really tough. So like my first year I was just like, I think I was just flew, tried to fly under the radar like, I went, I would go to church, so I had found out, I knew going to Mac that there was a church, and so I would go um, to Lyft Church, but I always, like, would come in right away, and then leave, like, yeah. right as, like, I bolted, because I was, like, <laughs> social interaction, like, I don't know anyone, I was also, like, again, like, 
because I didn't really even know where like morals sit, like church was always like a really, like I would go and I would ball. I would be so like, I'd be like, I'm lonely. I'm sad. And I was just like, cause I felt like I was away from home and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I, that was my first year and I didn't, I didn't make any friends in the church because, again, just came and left, came and left, came and left. (laughs) And so, like, friends started to be, like, more around rugby. Like, I would – which, again, like, was great. But, again, I didn't have any, like, kind of Christian friends. So I – I at the time, I was just exposed to, like, drinking, partying, um, like, just, like – just hanging out with everyone in in that crew and so it's really all all that I knew so that was kind of my first year and then I remember like coming home in the summer and life being like really tough moving back in with my parents over the summer Um, (laughs) and I'm like now I look back at it I'm like yeah it's probably just because your heart like (laughs) just like just wasn't just wasn't right Right. And so it made like it made things just like super complicated. And then so fast forward into second year. Um I'm still like I'm I'm really excited for my second year because I've like I've got my house. I'm now in a house with my roommate in university who I was really like pumped to live with and she she's great. And then I had like all these rugby friends as well. Um I had a boyfriend at the time on the rugby team and like so I just like felt like I had my crew to like go and hang out with so I was like super yeah. excited to go and just kind of yeah just kind of like live my university life and honestly like faith like I'd go to church but like no time in the word like like did not have a relationship with Jesus and would say I was even it was probably even like further separated than like going into university at this point Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, again, in my second year then, like, God just started to, like, work in my life and was just kind of, like, he just started placing people in my life. He started convicting me more, and that's when, like, the stirring just started to happen in my heart. And, like, it was, I wrestled, because I resisted. I was so resistant, um, so that's when I, like, I had met, uh, Justin, I have a good friend, Rachel. So that's when I like really connected with Rachel in my second year. And if anyone knows Rach, Rachel is very much like, just, she's straightforward, like kind of like what you see is what you get. Like she'll ask you like straight up. And so she'd ask me some questions and I'm like, or oh, I'm like, I remember her asking me like, and she'd be like, and it was in front of the whole class. And she'd be like, did I see you at Lyft Church on Sunday? And I'm like, um, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you did. You said that kind of loud. But, um, I was like, yeah, you did. Um, anyway, so, and we were in the same program. So we started to, um, we started to like hang out a little bit more. And I, I started to sit with Rach at church and then she was like, come into a simple church. And, which simple church where like our our huddle groups are like our st- Bible study groups um, for those who aren't familiar with it. But yeah, so then just like started to yeah no sorry I don't think I was in Rachel's first. I think I was joined yours Jess first. 
I think. Oh yeah, you did. I, I did. forgot about that. So what had happened? You couldn't go because you had class. Yeah. So I met Rach, and then Rach right. and Jess were roommates at the time, and then so I automatically got introduced to Jess, and the three of us are in the same program. So we just kind of, um, I couldn't make Rach's. In, like, my first semester, I couldn't make Rach's Simple Church. So she's like, oh, you should go to Jess's. And so I remember going to Jess's from, like, my very first Simple Church and being like, I stick out, like, a sore thumb. Like, this is, like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. What am I doing? Like, everybody, like, (laughs) everyone was, like, and I just remember, like, the concept was just so foreign to me. And, like, people just, like, people just, you know, sharing openly. And I'm like, I don't even know them. And they're just telling me like their life story. And it was actually really refreshing. And I remember just like being so emotionally like, oh my goodness, like this is like, this is great. (laughs) And so I would say like in my second year, I really started to stir because like there were things in my life that um, like I wasn't, that I was doing that wasn't honoring to God. And so I, I started to feel that conviction of like, I could start it like he had placed like you and Jess in my life or you and Rach in my life for a reason. Sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, no, like almost just like Maddie, like I just have something like a better plan for you, a better, like these things will, will not fulfill you. Right. Like, um, And so I started to feel that and I was just, I was so resistant. I, and, and I battled because of it. Like I was really in this standstill of like, okay, I see, I see this way of life. I see what these girls are like, like have. And I, I wanted, I wanted that, but I also like had this whole other life. And I was like, how I want to, I want to bring both. I want to do both together. But here was the thing. I had already, like, I was one person here and then one person here. Yeah. Right? So that was really tough. And so I remember at the end of second year just being, like, torn. Like, just very torn of, like – and honestly, like, COVID just – I don't know if COVID helped or not. It kind of just put a pause (laughs) on things. Yeah. I would say. Um, so like COVID happened, I would say put a pause on that confliction because I was home. So, and when I'm home, I didn't, I didn't have to choose, right? Like I wasn't, I wasn't partaking in what I was previously partaking in, um, with like those group of friends. And uh, like, I also wasn't doing like that kind of stuff. Cause I like, I wasn't near you guys, right? Like I was four hours away. I was living at home. Yeah. And so I would say that just delayed it. But even my time home, I could still feel that conviction, right? Of like, I was still, I was still with my boyfriend at the time. And like, mind you, we didn't see each other very much, but I still, I still felt convicted. Like he was a non-believer. And I felt like I was being called into like, again, into follow God and that deeper relationship. And I was just like, oh man, like, I don't know if, um, like if this is gonna work out and I was really still like battling and that was a really big like that was really big for me and mm-hmm. I remember battling it out and battling it out and I had just over COVID I think I like again I started to um I was still we still did 
this time I was in Simple Church with Rach, so we just still did Simple Church over and we just met online. Um, so I still felt like I was connected to that in a sense. Yeah. And, and so I started to explore my faith a little bit more in, mm-hmm. in COVID. Um, yeah. I would just say that deeper connection of like getting to know the Bible, getting poured into podcasts. And I remember feeling like just convicted of like, like Maddie, like you're, you're in this relationship that like, you just, you just know is not right and not God honoring. And like, you're just not being loving towards, Mm -hmm. towards him. And so, um, yeah, I ended up, uh, through COVID, I ended up like breaking it off and which felt, um, a little easier at the time. Again, like I was at home. So like we just, we had, it was, it was tough and we like, we had stopped chatting and stuff like that. Um, but it I like I didn't have to see him at school, right? Because I was at home. Yeah. So fast forward in my fourth year, though, man, that's when that's <laughs> when the kicker happened. Holy smokes! Uh, <laughs> so fast forward in my fourth year, I'm now like pretty pumped because I get to play rugby again. Um, but also like pretty scared too at the same time because I'm like, okay, like I feel like I've grown in my faith. I feel like I I now know that I want to choose this life to follow God, but I'm going back to an environment where I had these two things, where I still had these group of friends. Um, Like um, my ex-boyfriend and I were like, we were on and like, we were on good terms. So like, we were like, we were very civil and I'm, I'm like, okay, like I have this group of friends and then I kind of have this way of life that I want to. So I'm like, I think in my head, I'm like, how can I like, together like come on Maddie like you can do it (laughs) um so like I remember like going in to that and that's when like Jess and I really got close was I I would say in our fourth year which was super life-giving and thank honestly thank god for you um because you just I think like you were the turning point I think in my faith too like just you were an example you were such a strong example of a strong Christian that I just like I all had aspired to be and so I know I wanted to like follow God but like that came with so much sacrifice I felt in my fourth year of like you know I would was trying to say no to like drinking because I used to I would like in my second year I, I was drinking like not not much, but I would I would do it, and just everybody else was doing it, right? Why not? So I in my fourth year I was like, nope, like coming in, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna do that. Like <laughs> these are the things I, but I wrestled and I so wrestled with it. Um, like I remember in season being like, this is tough. Everybody's doing this. I'm a leader on the team. Like, yeah. And I felt like, oh, like, I almost felt like I I almost needed to, like, drink in order to, like, to really fit in with what was going on outside of, like, the rugby field to, like, be a part of the team outside of just the pitch, right? And so um, that that was tough, like, in season. And so I, I honestly, I did wrestle. And I was even still, like, I'm like, am I going to drink? And then I was starting to explore, like, 
the Bible about drinking. I'm like, well, and I'm trying to like validate it a little bit, but I'm like, well, Jesus never said not to drink. Like they drink wine in the Bible. Like that's <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> but like, it's also like your motive behind it, right? Like yeah, my motive yeah. of, of my motive behind drinking, like wasn't pure and wasn't like, I didn't enjoy it. Like I was just like, so I was wasting money. Uh, I'm also like, was just like, yeah, I was wasting money. I was, I ended up, I would probably have ended up getting drunk if I, I, if I drank, right? Yeah, just because I never did it. So, you know, one drink, we're gone kind of thing. <laughs> like, I'm just putting it honestly, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just really wrestled in my fourth year. And I felt like it was this constant battle of like, okay, like, I want to, like, Jesus, like, I want to follow you, I want to be all in, but, like, I don't want to sacrifice this, and so it, it led to a really tough fourth year of just, like, being here and falling, being here and falling, being here and falling, it, does that make sense? Yeah. Just falling back into, like, I'd have really high highs, and then fall, and then try to pick myself back up again, and fall, (laughs) And yeah. trying to pick my and it was just it was so exhausting. And yeah, I mean, I remember you walking through that, and it would be like, and I didn't know half this stuff at the time too. Like, I knew you were wrestling, but I didn't know quite how much. But I yeah. remember just seeing like the turmoil and the toll that it took on you, yeah. because it's so like, it's just when you really do want to live for God, I don't think it's possible to live with one foot in and one foot out because it will rip you apart because the more you commit, it's like, it's like a, uh, like a chasm that's opening up. Your legs are on it and slowly it's opening and opening, opening. And the further you go, the more painful it gets. And suddenly you're like, I have to choose a side. Like I can't stand here. Those I'm literally just going to fall right down. And I think that's the tension that you experienced in that fourth year and eventually led you to probably what you're going to talk about next. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, Honestly, the whole fourth year was like that. I like I had even gone through like this really high high of like like getting baptized, and I'm like so thankful I got baptized. And um, like had I remember like baptism, like felt like I was on top of the world, and was just like, man, like I'm so for Jesus, like nothing's gonna tear me down. That didn't that last like a week. <laughs> Boom, flat, like flat on my face. I was just like I. Felt like I was just like again I was I was really conflicted I, and that's where I felt like I really experienced some like spiritual warfare so like that again that story of Jesus had just gotten baptized then he goes into um the, de- the desert and is like fasting and then the devil like is tempting him like near the end of his fasting and is just like really trying to test God like that's and Jesus you know of course Jesus lived a perfect life like um against uh stay strong against the enemy and resisted yeah I did not (laughs) I just straight up was like yeah okay I was and I also think I adopted like a really um immature mentality of like Maddie you've only got like a month left here you're fine just live your life you're good kind of thing which was which was tough so tough um because in that last month I just like I felt like I just like again like just felt like that was my fall that was like I fell harder than 
I've ever felt before and just like I think just even just emotionally spiritually like I felt so far from God and I actually just like at that point just resented God Mm. and I just felt like I'm done like I'm walking away this is too hard and so like fast forward like I'm packing up I'm leaving for university um I'm like full of like conviction like guilt like frustration mad I'm like you know and when that happened I just turned it into like I don't even care anymore like I'm just gonna yeah I'm just gonna like live like everybody else like everybody seems to be really enjoying life and I'm here struggling and so I'm like no I'm just gonna I'm gonna choose to like not follow Jesus and (laughs) so I came home from university and I was just kind of like we're done that's fine uh not so much because the holy spirit was just like like every single there was so much of him through that time that was like no like i'm not done with you even stuff from like bible verses i was in i came out of that and i like was in counseling at the time um and then was also getting like pastoral counseling as well um and I remember, like, just talking with, like, my pastoral counselor and being, like, this is a load of crap. Like, this is a load of crap. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't understand it. I can't live like this. I don't want to do it. Like, everything. And I was just complaining and just honestly was so frustrated with life. I come out of school, didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. I was not getting along with, like, my parents. Like, moving back in was tough. And, yeah. like, things were just, like like life was hard um okay so I'm in my car and I just remember again like despite me being like no like I'm not I'm not following God like I'm this isn't for me I was still you know still in the word because it's still like it just brought me a source of comfort and I guess that was Jesus's way of and like God's way of telling me like no like I'm not done with you yet but it it didn't it wasn't until like I'm oh, I'm in my car. I again like worship's music's playing. I'm now reading this passage out of Romans 8. And it's Romans 8:38 and 39 and it's talking about God's love and that nothing can separate um God's love for you and his people and I was just like, "Oh my goodness." I w- I I just had this moment of like, "Maddie, stop running. Stop mm-hmm. running because you're never like God is going to love you no matter what. And he's always going to have that pull on your heart. Like always. And, and I felt like Matt, like being like, Maddie, you know too much. Like you know too much about God's grace, God's love. Like you're not, like you're just not going to be able to get away from that. You're always going to live this life in conflict. And, and I was just like, oh my goodness. And it was, again, it was this beautiful moment, like this frustrating moment, this, like, this gracious moment of like, oh my goodness, like, I'm frustrated because I'm like, no, I just, I just want to go my own way. But it's also at the same time, like, it's this moment of like, no, like, I love you so much. I don't care I don't care what you've done, where you've been, what you're thinking right now in this moment. Like, I want you. And again, like, I just, I felt like being like, but why me? But why? Like, again, like, I have resisted you so much. I 
have I have clearly shown you that I like this life like following you is hard it's tough and I I don't want any part of it right like I have I've clearly said that my actions have said that and like I could still hear him being like no like Mm. you like you are my child like I love you and I have a plan far greater than you could ever imagine for you in this lifetime and 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 I've just like it was this moment of like oh my goodness like this kind of love I is just one I don't deserve but I'm receiving it anyways and I had never just experienced anything like that and it was honestly it was life-changing and I and I again you hear all those like these like stories of like I don't know sometimes you think these stories are a little cliche but like I kid you not like in that moment I was just like oh my gosh like like I'm so literally going to from this day forward like I'm surrendering my life to Jesus Mm. like and I'm going to like walk with him through this life like the, the days ahead and again that doesn't mean like I have been perfect since then but it was just like it was just that decision of like I'm gonna stop fighting Mm. and and just follow and so much like just peace came within me and like turmoil just started to settle like peace just started to like come upon me there was like things in my life that just like that God that I think that maybe he had been like trying to allow for all along I was finally like seeing wow and I was just like oh my goodness Hmm. So. that's so good man that is that is a story that is a message like I, I always think of whenever people talk about like fighting and fighting and fighting there's this passage of the Bible it's Exodus 14 14 it says the Lord will fight for you you need only to be still mm. and yeah. it's so true because for so long I think it's really easy for us to like especially like as athletes it's like you just are taught to work hard to push through to like fight 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 which is great but there's a God who is fighting for you more than you could ever fight for yourself. And he wants you more than anything else. And sometimes we just need to be still to just settle into his presence. And then like, that's when he shows up and that's when he can break those walls down because we finally let him. Yeah. And I just love what like Romans 8, 38 to 39, it says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God. And that is so beautiful because like you were saying, Maddie, like God is a father who loves his kids. Mm -hmm. And just like when a child is rebellious, good parents are going to still love that child. They're still going to pursue relationship with that child. They're not going to give up on that child. Mm -hmm. And yes, they're going to give them the freedom to choose because that's what love is. It is, it allows you to choose, Mm -hmm. but it never stopped pursuing even when you were rebelling in every single way against that. And that's your story. And that's yeah. a picture, like your your story in your life is just a picture of the gospel. It's this pursuit yeah. of God for people who are rebelling against him. And like, he just keeps coming. He keeps coming. He keeps coming. And he changed your life. And look what he's done yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. I can't even, I just, I, yeah, it feels crazy. <laughs> Honestly, I sometimes still am in a moment of like, like God, like I don't deserve what you've given me. Even, um, and not that's that, like, the beauty of it, though. We don't right, and, and and again, like not that like, you know, people who are like going against God and all that kind of stuff don't deserve this. But I'm just like, I have like just seen the other side of, of even like 
life in itself and um how fulfilling it can be whereas prior I just felt like it was just like I just felt drained (laughs) and don't get me wrong I still have my days right like I it's not that I haven't figured out now I don't and I'm still learning and again like that like athletic like that athlete mindset of just like wanting to go after it and wanting to just get better and better and better and I think that also like stirs into like like my time of like no like you're gonna make this a priority you're gonna make this bet like (laughs) right um and just wanting to know more and learn more so yeah no that's so good it's so true it's like it'll be a journey for the rest of our lives and the reality is is that no matter what your story is the grace of god none of us deserve it none of us because we have all fallen short because the standard of perfection for us to be able to enter into the presence of a holy and almighty God is perfection. Like that's what it is. There's no standard lower than it. And there has been no human being on this entire earth other than one who ever lived a perfect life and could achieve that. But that was Jesus. And he died so that we could then come into presence with the presence of the Lord. And we could be seen in the standard of that perfection of, of that holiness that Jesus is like, we are seen as that now. And that's the beauty of what happens when we receive the gospel. Cause it's like, Maddie, everything that you did, every rebellion, every moment, every thought, like it is not counted against you anymore because you have received the grace of God and you've been washed in the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And like, that is something that will just change lives. And like you said, there's just this freedom and this joy that comes on the other side. And so like when you made that decision, to to be like lord like i can't run anymore like you're coming after me and i don't know why you are like i don't even want it but like here you are and i can't i can't resist like what what would you say was the biggest change for you once you finally accepted that um oh man <laughs> it feels like there was um there was so much but i think just even um i think i noticed it in just my like just it's maybe it sounds funny but just so much more like peace in relationships with those that I loved around me mm. um like my parents siblings um because at, at a time where it just felt like super life just felt super super tough and I just felt a lot of like peace in peace in just day-to-day like conflicts right peace um just peace of like thoughts too like my head was always I'm a very deep thinker and so when I'm by myself I constantly like reflect either on conversations or or future interactions and and I got a lot of peace from my head like just running and running and running because I think I was constantly fighting this battle of like my head being like Maddie like you shouldn't do this like (laughs) whereas now I was just being I was able to find that like the noise in my head was just like able to still and I was able to be just more present with where I was at in in life because I found I would sometimes be in situations where I'd be like and I'd be I'd be thinking about different things and head would be racing and I'd feel that again just inner conviction from the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and so I think I just felt like that again that noise calm that tension 
that I just felt like it was a sense of just like letting go. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, like so like it was a lot that that changed. Yeah. So. Yeah, it sounds like one of the biggest things was just peace though. Yeah. That like that turmoil and that fight that you had been feeling for so long, it was just gone. Yeah. Yeah, it it really was. And it was it was exhausting, draining, and it was constant. It was that constant um guilt. I felt mm. guilt all the time of just like you're not good enough. You're not you're not living like and again those are all like thoughts of those thoughts don't come from God. Those are yeah. thoughts of of the enemy and turning it into that. Yep. Made it hard. I just felt like I was a disappointment. I felt like I was uh like oh like there were so much greater plans and I'm not doing that and <laughs> you know, which was essentially true, right? Like but I just felt like I just felt deflated and beat down. Um whereas this gave me some like hope and excitement for, yeah. for this life and, and what I can do with it. Right? It yeah. gave me hope for that instead of this like trying to scrape by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think that's that's a game changer though, like when there's hope. Because yeah. hope changes everything. Like when we don't have hope it's just like life is tough. It is hard to live. And when you are truly living day to day being like, oh, like I'm doing this thing, but I like, I don't know about it. I'm really struggling. Like it's hard. But yeah. when you finally get that peace, when you feel that hope, it's like, it changes everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like that's, it's so good. I think one thing that I would say um, before we wrap up too, is like something that you kind of talked about a little bit in your story was at the beginning, you're like, well, why shouldn't I do these things? Or like, why shouldn't I do this? And I think a really important thing when people are wrestling with that because the reality is I think we should wrestle with that question I don't ever think we should just do something because we're like yeah well I was told to do this a long time ago so I'm just gonna do it like whatever who cares um, yeah. it's like no like why why should you or why shouldn't you like really wrestle with that and what that means and like your story shows a lot of like learning learning through doing it and learning a little bit of a hard way but yeah sometimes that's how we learn best <laughs> but like journey through that and at, like journey through that with people too mm -hmm. because you don't need to do it alone there are people who can wrestle through that with you and help you find some answers that you might be looking for and I think there's a lot of freedom and beauty that comes in that and maybe if you're wrestling about doing something maybe wrestle through it without doing it you know like those two things are going to be tough to do together um, it's possible but not always the wisest thing so yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like if there is one thing that you could say to people based on like your story and what you've learned through wrestling. So like if someone who is really wrestling with like, is it worth it to follow Jesus? Like I, I just don't know. What would you say to them? Um, I would say, I would say probably two things is like, you are never too far gone for God to, to love you, like see through that and see who you are. And, and two is like, God meets you where you're at. Yeah. Like God, God like will intervene with you like in a moment where you're at. Yeah. Um, like you don't need to for a long time. Like I thought even like when wrestling um, with baptism, I thought that you needed to be, you know, get your life figured out, <laughs> like, you know, leave that prior life behind and, and then you can get baptized. Right. And I'm like, no, like, again, like, baptism is a call to, to follow Jesus and declare that um, you're going to do everything in your power to, to live this life um, for him. And, but it's not a call to perfection. And again, so that's just such a, and I think you said that to me, Jess, of like, like, Jesus is just going to meet you where you're at. And, and 
like get in relationship with him like first and then all those all those things of like do's and don't like you know that you you see in the bible like those just come with it because you love god Right. Because, you know, you start to follow his plan because you love him, because you trust him. It's because it's what he said. Right. Like because yeah. you love him. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, those would be the two. Yeah, that's so good. Like at the end of the day, I think it's the fruit of the spirit. Like what what is fruit? Fruit comes from the source. Like if you have an apple tree, it's only going to be healthy if it's being water, if it's being fertilized, if it has all the nutrients that it needs to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's like us, too. And so the fruit of the spirit, when the spirit and when God is our lifeline, like, what are they? It's love, it's joy, it's peace, Mm -hmm. it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's gentleness, it's faithfulness, it's self-control. Like, it's all of those things and that's what you see abound in your life. And like you said, those things come once you have that relationship with God. Like, Mm -hmm. it comes. When when an apple tree is initially planted in, let's say it goes from bad soil to good soil, like, it's not instantly just going to bear good fruit. Like, it takes time. Yeah. Those things come and it sorts itself into alignment. So, yeah, that's so good. Man, we're going to need to do part part two. Like, I'm going to say that right now. (laughs) Um, But Maddie, thank you so much for being on and just sharing your story. I I really know this message is going to touch a lot of people because your your vulnerability and what you've gone through, God has a plan to use this story to just help other people to walk through the things that you walked through and to encourage them through that. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for taking this time. And I can't wait for people to get to hear this. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Light It Up. I hope that this episode was a blessing to you. You can find me on Instagram at lightitup.pod. You can also find these podcasts posted on YouTube where there is a video clip. So you can just search Light It Up Podcast. I also post these on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So be sure to leave a review and let me know what you think. I would also love to hear what you guys want to hear more of. So thank you again for listening faithfully through every episode. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week.